Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Feliz Navipod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Todd Cooper. Blah humbug. I'm Todd Cooper. You let me finish. I did. I always will. It's the new you. The new year, the new me, the new cheese, the new trees. <laughs> I feel like this ends up starting the exact same every week. It's either you interrupt me or you don't. And if you don't, I talk about that you don't. <laughs> I definitely feel like we should, like, every time, just really get into the, the weeds on how it goes. So. That's what people want. That's what the listeners are coming for. I know that for a fact. Yeah, and I know. We get a lot of a lot of mail. A lot of physical... Oh, speaking of, should, we do have physical mail. We should have we open, to open one of it? Yeah, maybe we should real quick. I have to go get it, though. Oh, Can boy. you vamp? <laughs> <laughs> By myself, vamp? Or should we, how uh, long are we talking? Oh, just like an hour or two. Okay, yeah, I can vamp for All that. All right, cool. Uh, oh yeah, we're at, we're at uh, we're at my house today. So Ernie is here with us. You as can you may hear. probably hear. Yeah, Ernie he's not exactly the quietest of dudes. No, his nose doesn't work like a normal beings should. He's so. a real breath beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we could open them later on. Or yeah, something. we'll we'll get. It. You, you didn't want to vamp. You didn't no, want to take no, the, the reins I here. I mean, I. Look, my dream is to host my podcast where I just talk to myself for an hour. You know that's my goal. How long do if you were forced to do that? How long do you think you could last? Uh, Three minutes. Yeah. No, I I, thirty seconds max, and then I'd be like, I don't know what to do. I'd yell at you in the other room. I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Guaranteed, that's how it goes. Yeah, it's one way to find out. Well, let's see you later. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh shit! What? I'm gonna get the door. Oh, good idea. Hi, Dan Telford. Oh, it's me. Hello. 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 Oh, my God. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. It's been it's a couple of years. Been a very long time. Long overdue. I think you were you were in like the first, I want to say like maybe like the first 10 episodes oh or something. Oh, my You goodness. were very early on. That was yeah, a long time ago. Way before me. No, I don't even know. Oh, okay. <laughs> podcast <laughs> born. Yeah, I wasn't podcast okay. born. It was way before, so for me, this is the first time. Well, it's good to to meet you. Good to meet Todd. you on cast. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the way to meet a person. Oh, for sure. On cast. Yeah. This on- is where you get the most authentic version of a person. That's right. It's cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I want a record of my meetings when I meet somebody. Otherwise, I don't know if it's it happened. Do you know what I mean? I, I record yeah. every every time I meet that somebody. That is convenient. Although the yeah. downside is you'll have a bunch of people on social media reminding you of all the details that you forgot of That's that correct. meeting. And then you feel kind of stressed out. Like, oh, man. Thank God for that social media <laughs> kick in. <where laughs> it just remind you what you did wrong. Oh, man. I just had somebody from our podcast tweet at me nerd poker nerd poker tweet at me and uh brian Posehn and say um specifically to me but he copied brian on him which just always makes it more uh polite um <laughs> saying hey i think you were a little too hard on me uh when i called you out uh for your little back and forth with brian about how he uses uh the rage ability on his barbarian and I looked, and he was responding to a back and forth we had on Twitter in October of last year. And like, I vaguely remembered the issue with the barbarian ability, like being a running gag, and like a lot of people being weird about it on social media. So I was like, "Yeah, I don't remember this at all." And he was like, "Oh yeah, well, it for sure. I mean, this was a thing on your podcast." And I was like, "No, I don't. Inter- our interaction meant nothing to me. I don't. How do I put this? Like, this is." Like and I and I I definitely didn't want to be mean, but I was also like I'm gonna be very curt. Uh, I was like I don't 
You were one of at least 30 people who on Twitter or Reddit or Facebook or the Patreon comments were like, um, <laughs> the rageability has a timer of one or two minutes and it does not involve a set number of turns or encounters. Oh, God almighty. So it was like, oh, boy. I feel like you must get that. We are really lucky. Like our listeners, I mean, you, they put up with us. You do not have a very popular published set of rules that you constantly that refer to. makes a big difference. I thought you were going to say, you do not have a very popular podcast. It's also so true. Problem. No, your podcast is very popular. I, I've seen it trend or oh. whatever it's called on iTunes when you're in like the top 200. Oh, of this yeah. That's news to me, or at least in a long time, let's be honest. <laughs> we had some hot streaks. Yeah. Um, it's all about streaks. Unless you're you're Joe Rogan or My Favorite Murder, there's no promises. Dude, That's true. It's also guys... all about the streak if you're Ray Stevens. What's this? He had a song called The Streak. Is that true? Ray Stevens. How does it go? Yep. Okay, I don't know that song at all. I don't even know who Ray Stevens is. I, I was no, going to Ray say, Stevens, I, really? Can you, can, I, I mean, if you'd reminded me, I have this worst memory. I'm not good to do Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> on a podcast because I, I am not a rules-brained person. It's like, it's my curse as a, a geeky spaz. Like, I just, I love rules. I think they're important. But but I'm like physiologically like my brain does not have the right chromosomes to retain information. Uh, I, you and I are a lot alike then because Good. I feel like I would be really into. I've never done it. Oh, cool. I've never but done I feel it like I'd be really into it because I, I love a rule. I can't recommend I can't enough being the dungeon master because then you're in charge of the rules. <laughs> you could just... And yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, it's the best. People will be like, "Am I allowed to do that?" You can go. I say yes, and they'll be like, "I'm not sure it's what it says in the book." And you'd be like, "Well, we could spend an hour looking it up, or we could just say my rules are the ones we're using tonight." And people who like are into that, no wonder people are tweeting at you all the time because it is like I I can't be like I'm trying to be entertaining the whole time. But like we had a bonus episode recently where uh, somebody was like, I think you let me break a rule like an hour ago. Or, or like they were like, I think we forgot to put something on my... It was, oh, it was their armor class. We forgot to like write down their armor class. And I was like, we're not doing this right now. And he was like, oh, I really want to just nail this down. I'm like, is it, it's a 15 or something. And he was like, I, I'm not sure. My armor might be better. And I'm like, great, it's a 16. <laughs> we're on the air. Let's keep it like... And it Moving was so along. bad. It was like... I, as it, the the regret was like mounting inside me as I was doing it, but I was but I was also like I don't know how to be funny right now yeah, and look, right. read read a book at the same time, so I'm gonna fuck this up. That would be on impossible. purpose. Impossible. Yeah, well, like, like, yeah, and like I feel like that's the part that's hardest to communicate. Of like, like imagine all the workbooks you ever had for math class in high school being an essential part of your stand up comedy album. <laughs> like I'm, like I'm at, like you're you're on stage. You're recording an album. It's gonna hopefully like be a Billboard number one. But you got to reference but how many apples Mary had on yeah, page yeah, yeah. twenty four. Do, do not fuck up this algebra. <laughs> also, Jesus, I, yeah, impossible, absolutely impossible. So if but if you're a dungeon master, you can say in this universe, stat, algebra doesn't really matter, man. <laughs> I'm gonna that's I'm gonna start my my life in in Dungeons and Dragons by being a dungeon master. I'm gonna write my whole own thing. I I don't know how it goes, but I'm just start that well, that's way. That's cool. That's the way to well, go. Well, there right? are a lot of like Dungeons and Dragons podcasts now. We're like we're currently like the first ever and fifth most popular. Really? So are there like, a bunch? Yeah. Well, there are, and there's a lot of them where they're super into the rules, where they will talk about just like like 
is the number 16 a better strength score? Right. Um, for for a whole hour. And then there's also ones where they just don't even look at the rules and they're just role playing the whole time and doing voice acting and stuff like that. So. These are uh, the the first one you described of whether like this is math class. You math, yeah, math class is yeah. <laughs> is a whole series of like YouTube videos that has millions of views mm-hmm. that like I'll never look at. But yeah. millions of people and have I still respect to. it. I still lo- I, I'm still it's like fine. I want to be that yeah. kind of person because I do think rules are rad and they can unite people in the universe and the cosmos is made up of math. Right, that's true. Physics <laughs> is is marv- It's like my religion, but yeah. that doesn't mean I remember all them gospels. Am I right? <laughs> There's a lot of gospels. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It, 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 yeah, it just seems. Uh, yeah, it, it just seems like impossible for me to get my head into that space. But I'm glad that people love that yes. that space. Yes. I just and it's hard to communicate that when you're being snarky with right. people on Twitter. And right. You want you, but you want you. You're like hoping it's implied. Like, by the way, I appreciate that this is all <laughs> this is all happening. I, I'm still grateful. I'm still grateful. Yeah. Now, can we just get a clean take of you saying, "I'm Dan Telfer, and I think rules are rad." <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm Dan Telfer, and I think rules are rad. We'll put a little nice bed, mu- bed music behind there. Nice PSA we got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, that PSA for rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rules. Follow. Come on, America. Get into those the rules. Andre rules, the Giant rule. obey sticker suddenly appears. <laughs> I just thought you meant Andre the Giant shows up. Obey rules. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Stalin shows up. Get in line for your soup. <laughs> Lines are fine. They have just a whole series of the fall in bullshit. Yeah. Um, have you played Dungeons and Dragons? We've probably no. Talked I've about never this played it. Okay. Never played it. Really? Life. Yeah. You are. You have all these things about I'm you that mystery. you seem like you should be into, mm-hmm. but it always just like comic books. Not a comic book guy. I mean, like that's a huge surprise, to uh, me. right? I'm, he I'm, seems very much like a comic book guy. Yeah. The Venn diagram of I've, like Muppets and Star Wars and comic books. Yeah. I've I've read them. I just I, I I'm I'm more inclined to grab the occasional graphic novel than to like well get, like, sure individual I, that counts. comics that counts and, yeah. though that counts. I yeah. I, I think. Um, there, there you go with the rules again. The comic books are not just the the cheap right. staples. Like comic books, to me, are sequential yeah. storytelling. Well, I just, you know, I wanted to elaborate. Uh oh, someone more exciting might be at the door. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what a what a Hollywood dog, just always looking for who else is out there. Oh yeah, I, is but even your your like I'm looking at your books here on the wall, like, mostly mm-hmm. Star Wars, and of then course. like a few. A few graphic novels, but you're There's not some, by any uh, means like a graphic. No, I feel like you know who, uh, but but some of my favorite graphic novels by our pal Alex Robinson. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. I love his books. Yeah, he. Um, I was he actually certainly wrote a Dungeons and Dragons inspired one. Maybe, I was a I need big to grab it. I was a big fan of his books before ever even meeting him. No way. Yeah, that's cool. Fun fact: <laughs> Have you read the Star fact. Wars graphic novels? Uh, or, st- or or st- I've read some of the the newer comics, roaring but... stories, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> the Marvel ones. Yes, I I am not current. On, I, will, I I was staying current with them for a while, and then I just got it's too much. There's it's overwhelming. There's like three kind of waves uh, of the Star Wars comic books. There's the first wave, which is like it might have been Marvel. I forget, but it they came out when the original trilogy was coming out. And they yeah, like yeah. They, they hang out with a bunch of aliens that look like they should not be in Star Wars. Jackson the Green Rabbit. Jackson the Green yeah, Rabbit. Very unfortunate. 
Um, so detailed. Super, super cool looking, but like in a way where you're like, oh, that should be a different comic book. Don't don't let, yeah. don't let Luke hang out with, with this I've guy. I've heard they're supposedly bringing back the Jackson. I hope they give him a little bit of a, of a how do I put this? Cannon polish because he just he looked yeah. like a Furby. <laughs> it was it was messed up or like not a how do I? It's like like imagine if Rocket Raccoon, who was also from like around the same time mm-hmm. in Marvel, had giant googly Casper the Friendly Ghost eyeballs. Weird. Yeah, like the, that level of like dissonance it between the character and the rest of the universe. It was weird. It might be a thing where. I think they might just be like throwing him in the literally in the background mm-hmm. kind of thing or something as a little like, hey, so you these are, yeah, and I own all of them. My my dad bought them when I was because I was born in '78 and he was a, a big nerd, so he was like buying all that stuff up. Oh but yeah, like, you uh, and I are literally days apart from each other. September fourteenth, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, September sixth, nineteen seventy-eight. Holy shit! Yeah, I remember okay. we realized yes. that last time. Yeah. Yes, and and so yeah, like there's that. But the best I thought were the Dark Horse ones. In the 90s. I never actually read any of those. Because they weren't two 90s. They, Wait a second. Hang were, on. They're, hang on a second. They tried to cover... We have to do something like Are this first. Are they really gonna talk about Star Wars again? It happens every time that Tony talks to his friends. Anti. Yeah. hear them talk about something else instead. I think this song existed the last time I was on the podcast. It did? <laughs> I think this is OG. I, I think... Star Wars. <laughs> Never. I, as you say that, I forget. I think. I think that song was born out of your your first. Oh, really? Uh, Is that like my fault? I think literally? so. Hey, hey, we have I another do. guest. Sorry. Hi. Don't be sorry. You live here. Don't be Canadian. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Hi. It's good to see you. Good again. to see you. On my Tiny hugs. On home. my hugs. Hi. For, thank you for marching. Oh yeah. Thank you for your service. Sure. How was yes. it? It was good, but I went to Burbank, so there weren't a lot of people, and I was kind of oh. lost. So we walked a lot, a lot alone. So in other uh, words, you just went to the mall. I went and I walked in Burbank by myself with with well, it was a few friends. There weren't was, that many people there. No, we just missed like the main section. Oh man! So we went the wrong way. So we marched the wrong way, but oh. we still marched. Yeah, more we people. Saw some signs. Everybody out there. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Go. Oh, they can't. When I rode the train over here, the there were Caitlin like it was packed fist. with kids and their parents oh, yeah. holding the signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, we saw signs. There were there were still people, but we just went the wrong way. So you were out there. Sounds okay. like you're a terrible marcher. Yeah. Not a good <laughs> <marcher>. <laughs> Do you have a song uh, about how Tony's an asshole to his wife? <laughs> Let's see here. Let me check the playlist. <laughs> Do you have a cool stinger for that? No. <laughs> how dare you you're in my house i know do you have one for dan as a terrible guest in tony's house hey, funny you should mention that <laughs> dan puts laughs ahead of friendship <laughs> dan puts laughs ahead of friendship dan puts laughs ahead of friendship uh the what were we? Oh, we were talking about Star Wars. We yeah. were literally about. Oh yeah, we were talking about how the yeah. Star Wars song was born because of you. I think. 
because uh, I wouldn't stop talking about it. That's all right. It's, it happens. Oh, that's that song gets played. I know you've talked regularly. about on the podcast um, Dave Clock's thing of hockey and sandwiches. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll get there. Minor league. We'll yeah. That. Like, <laughs> two, Hang on. I'll think of a different one. I'll say that. But mine would be like two different Star Wars things. And then you're like, you ruined it by making them both about Star Wars. <laughs> that's all right. We can, it's, it's about you. It doesn't have, there's no right or wrong answer. You said that your dad was like a big Star Wars guy too? Yeah, yeah. In fact, he saw like the first one. Uh, you know, months before I was born, and then uh, the second one, when the third one came out in '83, I was five, and he was like, "Oh, it's way too scary." But like, I saw the posters, and I was like, "I, you have to let me go to this," yeah. and I, I managed to see it in the, uh, Jedi in the theater. I think I saw Jedi in the theater too. That's the first one I remember seeing in the theater. Yeah, I would have been. I'm two years older than yeah. you, so yeah, that's that's crazy. I went with my with my uh, uncle Mike, and he took me to McDonald's, and it was great because I had a Happy Meal toy that I could stare at when shit got too scary. <laughs> but like. <laughs> I would argue that kids that age, if they want to be that freaked out, you let them be that freaked out because different things mean different things to different people. Right. And, and uh, Would you say different strokes for different folks? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't even finish like the word different. I would just kind of like at some point throw an apostrophe in Ooh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's very uh, Mr. Drummond of you. <laughs> He's from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad Bain. Is that is the yeah. actor's name? Mm-hmm. I think so. Good poll. I said that's, it. No, no, that's no. the kind of trivia poll that I can't do. Yeah, that's also that's where all of his energy that should be in comic books went to that kind of shit. Yeah, well, and when I was like a teenager, I did retain like I still remember like the lyrics to all the songs I listened to when I was a teenager, but something about like ending puberty, like I I no longer could do it. Yeah, I yeah, I I can't I have never been able to. My brain doesn't work right like right for that. Yeah, I don't I'm dumb. I'm a dumb guy <laughs> at best. I'm not good at retain the new the newer stuff doesn't stick with me as much, but I can still hang on to that stuff that I knew from childhood or knows whatever. every band member's name of every band like knows the keyboard player from Bon Jovi's name probably. That's ridiculous. Oh, I do know his name. What is it? <laughs> what is it? What is it though? Take a shot at it. Let's it, go through the names of Def Leppard. Maybe that, or, or wait, what is it? Bon Jovi. Let's go through. See, I can't remember what I said two minutes ago. Let's Def Leppard. Bon, there's bon. Uh, sh- there's the sugar pourer. <laughs> there's, there's the animal. Doctor Feelgood is there from Molly Crew. <laughs> Special guest. He came by. Uh, Mr. Missing Limb. <laughs> Mr. Missing Limb. Rick Allen. Okay. That's oh, Mr. that's a, Limb. that's right. Rick Allen. Let's see. Yeah, Def Leppard. Rick Allen. Yep. Joe Elliott. Sure. Uh, Phil Collin. Yep. Not Phil Collins. Oh, wait, did he lose an arm? Uh, he, used no, he, to just be Phil, he used to be Phil Collins, <laughs> but then he had to shorten it because he lost a limb. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Yeah, that's I, dark. That's what... I might be tapped out on Def Leppard. I think. Really? I wow. think so. Tony, I, was never, I wasn't like a huge Def Leppard guy, although that doesn't normally matter. Dan, give like, me a second. I've been talking you up to Dan this whole time. I know, but and you, 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 you make you're supposed to at least fucking asshole. Tell me what going on this podcast, and it really was... God damn it. to hear some Def Leppard facts. I just hope it pays off. I'm just, <laughs> just hanging out here on the patio waiting for these guys to I'm, finish their power. I'm out. afraid this guy is going to be really looking forward to some Def Leppard facts and you can't pay off. Well, here's what I think it could be our saving grace. Okay. Remember I brought up Ray Stevens and you guys didn't know who he was? Sure. You think enough Ray Stevens facts will come up? I hope they it? don't just start saying names and I have to smile and not pretend they're in members of Def Leppard because I will well, I think me, it's, they could say pretty much anything let me, let oh, me this uh, patio's cold it's cold now 
Should we let him back in? Let him back like... in because I want to play him a clip of a hey, Ray Stevens. Hey, what's up? Come on. Yeah, come on in. Uh, sorry. Remember when I brought up Ray Stevens earlier? Hold on. I'm still coming in from the patio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens. What's that patio is really far away. I know. We should get that closer. <laughs> yeah, you... Oh, you're going to have your patio brought in? I hope no one's <laughs> taking a photo of how close your patio actually is to this. That would be really embarrassing. <laughs> Ray Stevens. Yeah. He was a... Uh, a, a, a blind did, piano player. He did comedy songs in the uh, oh, like 70s okay. and 80s. Okay. And he had a song called The Streak. That was my reference earlier. I, I I've do, heard this song. I do not remember how it goes, but I think we should all get a taste together. I remember how it goes. <gasps> yeah? They call me The Streak. Hello, everyone. This is your Action News reporter with all the news that is yeah. news across the nation. On the Good scene start. at the yep. supermarket, there yeah. seems to have been some... Oh, this is like third-tier Dr. Demento. Like, I know that's happened? where I heard this, but it was like, yeah, nah, they, it was a little cheesy for Dr. Right Demento. Here he it's a ways down the, the line, yeah. Through the this is a long intro. Naked as a well, people used to be more patient back then. <laughs> jams, jellies, they wouldn't talk over their intros either. Like a fucking creep. She dropped a whole We're jar over 30 quads, seconds in. I'm, I'm skipping forward midget. a little bit. There it is. And there's a slide whistle Let's thing. Show off his By the way, this is terrible, and I hope we don't listen to much more. <laughs> you want that intro again? The intro is better than what we're listening to right now. I can't believe the comedy whistle thrown in to remind you this but is a comedy But this has got to be like 70s, right? Like, this is old. I think so. It's like 70s or early 80s. I know I heard maybe. it as like a child. Yeah. I more remember there was a uh, like old. an infomercial kind of thing for like a collection of his greatest hits yeah, that yeah. you would see a commercial for all the time. Is all of his stuff country like that? I think so, yeah. I wonder how much that pedal steel player got paid. He's a real good pedal steel player on that song. You know that guy's making bank on that Ray Stevens oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, I hope I get another Stevens sesh. <laughs> oh, I wish I could By pull the house. name of that guy. I just can't. <laughs> the pedal steel player. Who is it? Oh, God. Oh, Brad Steeles? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Brad Steeles. <laughs> Did you ever... They called him the pedal master. <laughs> oh, they called him the pedal master. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever play music? Oh, this is a... Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I like where this is bing, going. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> I'm really bad. At, I, I, have, I often think I put myself into too many creative things to make up for how bad I am at music. Because like, like, I feel like... Because like, like, music and illustrating, to me, are like the things most keyed into like the collective unconscious and like all the reason we do art and it's just magical to me. Uh, and I can't do it. I just I, I played bass guitar. I took lessons, and I got a okay. most improved trophy from my <laughs> most from improved. my teacher because I took lessons for like two years, and I was in a few punk bands in high school. All right, first in, band in, name, including what was it? a ska band. Oh of, no, of course. So how um, dare you? <laughs> what was the first band name? Uh, the first one's the worst. So don't. That's why. That's it, why we want to know. If you want to hear them all, this is already the. Uh, it was the inflatable dates. The inflatable dates. That's actually not that bad. And um, we our our logo was. Uh, first of all, this was this was pre-internet, really. So it was basically a date. It was a pineapple that looked like it was inflatable, and it had like a little air spigot in it, like it was an inflatable pineapple. Because it's like a date. It's like a date. And again, remember, we're Holy all 15 shit. years old. Yep. Yeah. That's close Nailing enough. Nailing it. Close enough. I like when you're 15 and you go like, all right, you guys, we're going to have a band. 
Here's the name. What's the logo? Like you get into the shit that you need right away. Like logo, artwork. Like let's talk. What does the song sound like? Fuck that noise. Let's figure out what the logo is. It was so frustrating because like there were so many kids who had punk bands back yeah. then, and it was like, oh, like I I remember I was I was a year and a half in adolescence. I knew I was as well taught as everyone, and if not better than. But like once we would start playing together, I was like, I don't remember what the letters are. I don't remember like <laughs> the letters. where to find that one noise yeah. on the neck of this thing that I'm yeah. holding, and I would just blank, and it was. I was so bad. I could keep pace okay, and I could improvise a little, and I could find eventually. But you'd basically have to like jam with me for like an hour before I was like in the same area. And by then, everyone's like, "Dan sucks." Like, we need to not stop letting him do this. You know what? I'm guessing. I think bass, so no one really needed a bass guitar in their punk band. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm guessing that you were. Uh, this is going to sound crazy. I think you were probably overqualified. I think, some- but too dumb also. But, but it was like, weird. Like I feel like I feel like like uh, I don't know how to put it, but like some people are just born with the ability to play music and understand music, and and and, and I agree. I with just that couldn't. To an I like it was almost like I was missing a gland. You know, <laughs> so gland? like so it didn't matter if I was the overqualified. Yeah, I was missing the band gland, and like so I would try to like play it, and I learned how to play like a bunch of Green Day songs sure. and some uh, some Pixies and shit, but like I couldn't. For but the it, life but of if me. you're like learning is like you're taking lessons and you're learning note names mm-hmm. and you're like learning from tablature and all tablature and all that kind of stuff. Is it EADG? On yeah, a base? you okay. got it. Okay, okay. But like if you're learning all that stuff, it's almost like again you're like you walk in overqualified because everyone else is just going like here's how a bar chord works. But they know how to match up with it. And you know what it maybe is maybe just so deeply ingrained in me. I'm bad at socializing with more than two other people at the same time <laughs> that like I would just. I was in panic mode. I was I like, see. I have to impress these four I see. other people. Yeah, that can or, be true. Or who's listening to this later if we record it, and that is a nightmare that's, to me. That makes that <laughs> you know, I can That's what's to. great about stand-up for me is like I can just go do stand-up and like there's no one else on stage who's probably gonna interrupt me. And if someone does, I still have lights and like a microphone and shit. You're an insane person. Like switching, yeah. to, switching to stand-up with like but that's what terrifying. I do. Like that's like my main thing. I know. And like I did improv for a long time and I was in a theater How? company. I went to college for acting. I have a degree in yeah. acting, but like you know, I'm I'm good at, but I'm all, but I, it doesn't also help that I'm six foot five and like I would my no matter what group I was in, no matter how good they were, I would just get typecast as to like, right? Uh oh, there's a monster in that cave over there. I'm just like, fuck this, you know? Like, <laughs> I just don't know. Like that's so impressive to me. Like that's doing some work to like figure that out. Like to figure out how to do improv with that kind of anxiety. Cause it, I feel like. Oh well, well, I'll take that compliment because I'm so bad at so many other things. But I look, take you deserve it. That's a that's a big deal. Like it, music is hard, but improv doing improv is like what's more asking yeah, for judgment. But improv is also like, like, uh oh, here comes the fart parade. Whereas music is like this is what keeps me from killing myself. As a as a person who failed super hard at improv. Like I'm so it's crazy with like people who are naturally funny and good at it. Well, like most people who s- dedicate their lives to improv are actively failing improv. So <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I worry about it too much. <laughs> but I love music. So you grew up in punk. Did you listen to a lot? Oh, of Oh, very much so. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, where yeah, are you yeah. from? Chicago. Oh, yeah. So like I was Illinois. growing. I would literally. Oh, there was this place. Um, after my parents got divorced, my mom remarried in Homewood, Illinois, where there was this actually insanely popular punk club called off the alley okay and so like i was literally like you know 13 years old and i could go see like jawbreaker wow just across the street 
like you lived right there. Yeah, unbelievable. I lived behind a Dairy Queen, and then like you Jobber just walk, used to and, play that Dairy Queen a lot. Well, they didn't need to because Off the Alley was right next. And Off the Alley was this weird juice bar owned by the guy who owned the comic book store, uh, and he was just he would just it was all ages. People were in there smoking cigarettes, and that's fucking crazy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're the kid. I I have friends who were the kid that like showed up to punk shows at 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like and I and I was always the loser. Like I, I I remember like there was a long time where I had like a ponytail and just like sure. at no point like you know I, I I did the blue hair and thing too, but like I was never there with like a group of cool kids. I was always the kid sitting on the speaker or like like trying not to lose his coat so he would like sit in one corner where he could safely stash his coat you know like it was it was it was super lame but yeah that's that was my jam as you got older did you like stay in that scene and get to know those kids Uh, or was it did you always feel like an outsider i kind of went back to it because like that i i i don't feel like i was a fully formed human until i was like 32 or so but like uh uh yeah like i'm lucky now because i'm old enough and i'm just barely i'm still like d-list stand-up but like i i now do you know like steve sherlock like i know steve sherlock from nerf herder and i've 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 like introed those guys at the troubadour a couple times and like i've i've definitely gotten to know some like people who are actual proper members of punk bands some of which like nerf herder i knew in the 90s as like oh i love those guys but like like actual actual punk bands, and, well, just like or like the kids who went at me, yeah, a just bit. like the scene. Like I, I remember a little bit. It's so funny because I remember still really intimidating. Yeah, it's terrifying. And if you went by yourself, even worse. Mm-hmm. But like I remember going with my friends, like with a couple friends of shows, and we were the new kids at shows, and so they're not they're not going to like talk to you and hang out with you because they've been going to right. shows together for years, mm-hmm. and you're the new kid. And I remember it. Literally, I had a year where I was going to hardcore shows all the time. A year. But in my mind, that year is so long. Like right. I probably started becoming right. friends with those guys after six months. But it felt like I'd been around for so long before we started being friends with those guys. I feel like all those guys were Kyle Canaan's. Do you know Kyle Canaan? Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he was at those. He's literally in Chicago yeah. going to those shows. We, we figured out we were at the same shows at several points in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and he went to a party at my apartment once because he was friends with my roommate, but I didn't meet him until like 2004 or something. Crazy. But like, he's so confident. Yeah. Even when he's making fun of himself, he's just got this sort of. Yeah. Like laconic, mm-hmm. just kind of like yeah, fucking. Bleh. I would never had that confidence, <laughs> you know. So like, like you meet people who were big at those shows, and like you, like there was one guy I went to high school with who I didn't hang out with, uh, John Benetti, um, and he's a school teacher in Chicago now. I got to know him pretty well because he booked a rock club that I did stand up out of for seven years oh, in cool. Chicago called the Bee Kitchen. Okay, and so I got to know him, and that was cool. And, yeah, uh, there's one, there's a. Uh, my I had like a core group of friends who were other nerds who sometimes went. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Ryan Foster, my friend Chris, Chris Keating, but like that we were still total outcast right. weirdos. Which has to feel weird to be in a room full of people who are self-proclaimed outcasts to be like a second like a. Well, I, I always I always look at like who a lot of them became like um, Screeching Weasel and Mr. T Experience. I was really into like the Lookout Records like stuff mm-hmm. and like. Uh, as much as I still really love some of their music and like, I, I, Oh, I got to know Jughead from screeching weasel. Oh yeah. Cause he's a Chicago theater guy. Um, but like, uh, I mean, Ben weasel turned into this absolute misogynist psychopath mm-hmm. in his fifties. And, uh, and I, I, 
a couple of Mr. T experience songs got a little problematic. They didn't age that well. I, I, and then like every once in a while, like I'm sure he's a cool dude. I hope I can, I, I, I don't sound disrespectful, but I've read some of his like blog posts, Dr. Frank and like a little on the libertarian side. Really? Like, yeah. And like, I think you just, you, you make no money and you're part of a scene that is about not making money. And then you hit 50 and like, you, yeah. you don't get along with your bandmates anymore. And you just turn into this, this very angry person. And I can't be that person either. You know, right. like I, I fizzle too fast if I get angry. So, huh? Yeah. It's, that's interesting. I haven't thought about it that way, but it so makes many sense. angry people at those shows. Like, like yeah. the, the mosh pit was often 90% of the audience. That's why I was in the back with my coat. Cause yeah. I didn't want to get my teeth kicked in. Oh yeah. So I know I was a, a docile kid. I was not about, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, but yeah. like I loved oh, that was, yeah. angry mm-hmm. shit. I loved yeah. angry music, but I was like, hey, when did you start kid? actually going to shows? Uh, I was like 92 or something, maybe 93 I, that Avail was my first uh, oh, yeah, nice, hardcore nice. show and I loved it, but I also didn't get it. I was a death metal guy, like in a metal guy. So oh, yeah. I came into it from that world. So I was always like, what's happening here now? It took me a minute. And I showed up with a ponytail. I showed up with long hair. You know, it showed up as oh, a... Yeah. I want to see a picture of you with a ponytail I looked, real bad. I, I had a goth stage, cool. too, right before Did my you? punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would go into Chicago and see, like, Front 242 and sure. a fucking Ethel Meat Plow and <laughs> KMFDM and just, like... I've never oh, heard of yeah. Ethel Meat Plow. <laughs> Ethel Meat Plow open for KMFDM. I don't, or, uh, not KMFDM, uh, uh, Front 242. And I don't even remember if they're, like, popular enough where you can Google them. But, like, that's they were amazing. They were, yeah. I'm going to find out. That, that's a... That's a name that's like that's exactly what they that were. was very industrial <laughs> yeah. gothy yeah it was, it, it was, i was super into industrial stuff for like a week yeah that's about how long it lasts you mm-hmm. like to hear a metal clang in while metal is happening like while metal music is playing just hear a clang that's as uh, fear factory was as close as i got uh, to that and i loved it ethel meat plow was an american alternative industrial music band best known for their soul album happy days sweetheart released in 1993 nailed it nice nailed it Years active, 1990 to 93. That, that, was right, that was right when I was seeing them bands. I can't believe you were... Uh, that always blows my mind. People who are that young going to shows is so awesome Like that you got to do that. Yeah, I had cool enough parents that they were willing to like... It was, it's crazy when I think about it. Like They would let me buy a ticket yeah. on Ticketmaster. <laughs> they would drop me off and I guess just like go get coffee at a Chicago diner and then pick me up at midnight and drive me back to the suburbs. How cool are those parents? Amazing. And yeah. those shows were not happening in nice neighborhoods. Oh, no. No, they were at like the Aragon Ballroom yep. and shit. Like, you, yeah, it was... By the yeah. way, I feel like I just... I need to read uh, the band members of Ethel Meat. Oh, please. Uh, we got Carla Bozulik. And then this is where it gets good. Harold Biff Barefoot. Sorry. Harold <laughs> Biff Barefoot. Yep. Sanders the third. I don't know if that's one name. Harold Biff Barefoot Sanders the third. I because it's on wow. two lines. I don't know. And then closing it out, Wee Wee. This <laughs> these names sound like Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott did a podcast about this band. <laughs> <laughs> you talking Ethel Meat Plow to me? And I remember the chorus of one song. That's I don't even remember any of their songs. <laughs> This is all just like, oh, I know they had a, a woman lead singer. That's all I remember. Wow. Who did you say you saw? The, oh, you saw him with KMFDM? With, no, right? Front 242. Oh, yeah. That's a, Ethel Meeplow toured nationally with Nitzer Ebb, Thrill Kill Cult, Front 242. I Steel think I saw gun. them at Aragon. The punk shows were more at, like the Fireside Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was the first uh, 
sold-out show I ever played. Oh, well, Fireside? Fireside Bowl. Yeah. Ethel, how how Ethel rough was plan? that place in when uh, when you went? Oh, it was, no, it was not nice. Varying but states we of had decay. great shows there, though. I loved yeah, playing there. I feel like there. I've been there. I'm trying to remember. It's the times I. It's been a long fucking time. I think it closed like three or four years ago. Did it finally like, close? I honestly wasn't but, sure. But I mean, when I went there, at least it was not a functional bowling alley. I mean, like maybe no. they did have bowling, but you could tell that kids had like taken some of the bowling balls and put <laughs> craters in the lanes. They were just angry twelve-year-olds, just like ah! hormones. Guaranteed, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's and, happening. And, there was, and like the ceiling was all that, um, those like uh, four by four uh, sound absorbing panels yep. that like they have in classrooms, and like it was all moldy, and there was like yeah. dart holes, pretty in them. low ceiling. I mean, it's a bowling alley. So yeah, when just... you were on the stage, I remember like not you specifically, even though I pointed at you very excitedly. <laughs> And you did play there. But uh, I remember, yeah, it looked like you had maybe a foot of clearance if you were as tall as me. Yeah. It wasn't uh, not the biggest, nicest place, but man, but I fun had to some play. fun memories there. Yeah. How many I, people are, are we talking? I think it fit about 300, if I remember God, right. God, that must have been so fucking fun. That yeah. side's room. But it, it's funny, though, it because, God, because really it cool. was, you'd be like crammed in there, but at the same time... It's a bowling alley, so then there's all this empty room that are the bowling lanes, right? So and like, kind to, of a strange kids setup. would like go stand and sit over there, but like you were at a certain point really far from the band, yeah, yeah. So, man, I I love I really do miss those days of like those kinds of like you just don't see that kind of shit anymore. Hi everyone, this is Tony Taxton. I'm Todd Cooper, and we're here to tell you that we have a Patreon page. Did you know that, Todd? I feel like I knew some of that. Okay, let me let me give you the deets. Okay, p a t r e o n dot com. Okay, slash police navi pod. Sounds uh, like a place I'd visit. You should because let me tell you why you should visit. That. Okay, we're gonna do weekly bonus episodes. Like what? Well, they're a little different than the normal things that we do. And frankly, I'm a little confused why you don't know this because you're a part of them. Okay, I. Uh, so I'd love to know what we've been doing. Well, we've been watching a lot of, of uh, just whatever, basically. Sometimes they're Christmas-related, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just ridiculous TV that Wait, we... Wait, I thought you were just doing that because we were friends. Have well, you been recording us? I like to have records of our hangouts in oh, case you I say see. anything incriminating. That's hard. <laughs> it's a real Watergate situation. <laughs> yes. Uh, so please throw us some support on there for just as little as five bucks a month. You'll get the weekly bonus episodes. And uh, there's also higher tiers. Like for $10, you get the weekly bonus episodes. And uh, we send you a link to a page where you can listen to all the jingles we've done on the show. More are being added all the time. All the time. Um, and uh, There's I'll... a special song, a special intro song for the Patreon. <laughs> yes, there is. Composed by Todd himself. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and also, right now, look, uh, sometimes a thing people like to do on the Patreon is set a goal. And then when you hit that goal, something fun happens. And like what? What, what we're going to do is when we hit just a mere $250, we're not even that far away from it right now, but that's all we're looking for right now is if we hit that goal for 250 a month, we'll do a live stream of a, one of our recordings. Ooh. Do you care about that? Let us know. Yeah, if you don't care, let us know. That way we know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, and you, yeah, even if you don't, if you, uh, you're like, you know what, I like the show, I'd like to support you, but I don't really care about, you know, you could, you can even just contribute a dollar yeah. if you want. If you want, look, you don't have to. I'm just telling you, it is an option. You can also go as high as a million dollars if you want to. Also an option. 
You know, and I'll say this right now. I'm, I'm, I haven't even run this by Tony, but I'll say it right now. If we hit $300 a month, I'll eat a banana split. On camera? Sure. <laughs> All right. There we go. New goal. See, there's one for you, team. Right, there we go. That's getting it added as soon as we finish this ad. I am adding that to the page. I will eat a, a live, banana live stream of Todd eating a banana split. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Probably last. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. Just give us some support on patreon.com slash Pod. Go! You're a musician. Yeah. Uh, are your ears completely shot from that stage of your life? Fucking blown. I've I've noticed um, uh, for various medical reasons, I have tinnitus really bad. So like I'll just suddenly get these really loud waves. But I think it's worse because of how much I listen to this kid. And then um, uh, I can't sort sounds really well. And I don't know if I have like some weird thing that happens with it, my OCD and my anxiety that contributes to. But like it's part of why I'm really bad at socializing with large groups because like if there's two people talking at the same time my brain goes into lockdown mm. oh, i'm i'm very I similar see what you mean so like you have you have a hard time like telling voices apart if you're like, like mm-hmm. listening to a podcast with more than two people is like yeah well it's, it's even a podcast isn't that bad like i don't have problem i don't have like a like i don't i'm not like sobbing you know what i mean but like <laughs> but is, if there's a lot of I mean, noise a, like to me to me going to a bar is the same as like hanging out with a giant TV that's tuned into white noise. Got it. Same. It's yeah. like, yeah. why would I do that? It's yeah. not that I hate it. It's just like, there's no way I'll hear anybody. Mm-hmm. What a bummer. I was, I had a job for a while where my friend was like going to all these like quote unquote parties where we're just like essentially, uh, I, I produced music videos and we were like going to like label parties for Christmas, Christmas parties and all this stuff. And they were always in some loud bar and I'm always expected to like start up a conversation with somebody and get to know them. The worst. I can't have a conversation there. I no. can't. I, same way. My ears are fucked. Like I can't tell. If I'm in a booth at a bar, it's Maybe. a little right. Like if 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 I don't have the visual distractions yeah. too, but if I feel like I'm a part of a little ecosystem and everyone's yelling over each other, <laughs> and there's I don't know some shitty band like Motion City soundtrack blasting over the worst. Awful. The worst. Yeah. I know that feeling. That I'm, I'm it sorry, actually, that didn't get as big a laugh as I was. Oh no, because because we both agree. <laughs> I'm actually. What's to laugh at? I actually I've, don't know much Motion City music. I've, I've kissed his ass before, and then like, are you Motion and then, City? Like misquoted the song title, and he's like <laughs> giving me the. I loved them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw them live before I I met Tony. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. At the Warp Tour, I think. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I knew specific when. Uh, when you had seen us, I don't know that I knew. I, we've talked about it a little bit, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. I knew of shows you were at or anything. Yeah, I'm a dork. Yeah. I'm so jealous that you got to play good shows like that all the time. I'm very jealous of that. Oh, there's a lot to be jealous. I've of had it. Todd. I quit. Let's talk about me for. <laughs> but a while. also, like the Warp Tour, I mean, is a good example of like I don't know how fun that was to perform. Oh, it's ter- it was, it's it was awful. like it was like <laughs> I remember being in the audience. I mean, most of it was outside, right? Yeah. And so you no, all those always, outside rock shows are just it's, sweaty, horrible people I've, who don't respect your personal space. I have said before, it did great things for us, like as a band. Like we owe a lot of success that we had to being on that mm-hmm. quite often. Uh, it did great things for us, but. Yeah, it's not the f- most fun thing to I do. Sometimes forget that I've seen um, uh, George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars live, or uh-huh. the Beastie Boys live, or 
or uh, Smashing Pumpkins live because actually going to Lollapalooza was such a traumatic experience yes. <laughs> that like I enjoyed when I could tune in the band, but between bands, there's always 45 minutes of pickpockets and vomit. Just <laughs> an absolute nightmare scape. Well, when you're when you're a part of it, and you're there the whole summer, it's like every day you just, you wake up, if you're on a bus, you wake up in a new giant parking lot every day and there's just oh, yeah. a stage with a band playing on it in every direction. It's 100 degrees out. You're on top of blacktop. Well, and, and from touring with stand-up, like, I, I know there's a certain point in touring where, like, you you get to the hotel and you're like i like hotels but the repetitiveness of this yeah should i even get out of this car <laughs> i could just go to a drive through and fall asleep in a in a pile of jack in the box wrappers and <laughs> no one would know i feel like if i were doing stand up like touring as a stand up i would ha- that's exactly what i would do i'd come home a thousand pounds heavier and oh, I put on a lot of weight when I miserable. I had my two years where I was on the road a lot. I was like, I don't know, how instant do it. forty pounds. Well, I don't is the answer. I mean, it's <laughs> I have a day impossible. job now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mostly just perform around LA and do like maybe five or six shows where I travel a year. It just seems it seems brutal. It, like being alone that much would just be tough. Well, and it's it's really fucked because if you look at how underpaid musicians are, stand up is even worse. And and. It doesn't make any sense. As somebody who ran a show for seven years out of a rock club, for fuck's sake, you want to book a comedian, you will save so much money. Give them some of the money. But like the rock clubs will be like, what's a good amount to pay someone from out of town? I mean, we definitely feel like uh, if they're just one person, they can sleep on someone's couch, first of all. So we're not going to get them a hotel. Second of all, uh, we still got to charge them food because we know how what bands do to us. One person's going to find a way to spend $1,000. So they don't get any comp drinks or food. And also, like, it's one person. I mean, if you look at how it breaks down with a band, giving them, like, 200 bucks is probably fine. For fuck's sake, no. <laughs> like, if we're going to be at a comedy club, the, the, the normal-ish standard would be, like, 1200 to 1500 a weekend but yeah stand-ups get nickel and dimed so much that that standard is kind of out the window and it, they'll just let local people who don't get room and board do these weekends for a couple hundred bucks yep. and it's just not livable oh my god that's fucking br- it's just one person I, when you said that the first time you said that i was like that even makes so i, it's I an, can it's, hear it's it. like an eighth of the performers yep it's oh. it's like a twentieth of the tech setup, mm-hmm. and it's like a hundredth of the pay. It's so like it's it's it's, yeah. it's so nuts. Yeah, I've oh, done man. shows where I I um I did this one show in Athens, Georgia, and I'd already opened for Pat and Oswald there, and they were like, "Oh, great, you can come wow. he- headline your own show there." And I was like, "You're gonna fly me out? You're gonna put me up? You're gonna pay me?" And they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you fifteen hundred bucks." I was like, "For f- one show, I headline." 1500 bucks, Athens, Georgia. I get to go see the living tree and go eat at the brunch place owned by the, <laughs> the guitarist from REM. Hell yeah. So I go and, Peter the, Dollar Bill. and the dude is this local booker who like, like it's out of the 40 watt, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Cool. But, it, but it's watt. paid through a local booker who like, he, he shortchanged me like $700. And then afterwards I was like, Okay, you, it wasn't seven hundred. It was like five sixty or something. It, it was way too much money. That's a lot of and, money. And, and it was also one of those things where, like, I paid for a rental car, and he was originally going to pick me up, 
And I paid for the flight, even though he originally said he was going to book the flight. And then he was like, oh, I'll reimburse you for the flight. So then I was basically paying for my own flight and losing money. And so, and so I told him, I was like, eh, this went from being like super profitable and fun to now I have to tell my wife I lost money doing this show. And he was like, you don't have to be a dick about it. And he, and then when I went and I told the people at the 40 watt, he was like, I can't believe you're talking shit about me and being uncool. You don't deserve this money. And I was Fuck like, what? That. And now, like every four years, he'll email me and tell me he regrets it and wishes there. And I was like, my PayPal address hasn't changed, bro. <laughs> PayPal is the same. He hits you up and apologizes, no, like well, for being a. a he's only done it, like he's done it twice in the last like eight years. But he'll That's insane. but he'll say like I feel bad, and if there's ever some kind of payment plan we can work out, and I'm like literally, here's my PayPal, and then he won't respond. What a fucking dickhead. And well, but that's the thing. Then he probably is going around. I know he still books stuff, but he has a, probably a sad life. So like, what? who am I to come down on him? It's not even him. He, I'm not like mad at him, but... You're saying he represents the He thing. represents the whole culture of stand-up where like, if you want, you can play in a legendary venue, but you're going to end up losing money because right. the amount of favors and middlemen involved to get to do that show. Yeah, you get like, he's, he's giving you an experience, not a paycheck. Yeah, 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 and I and I know so many comics who they'll go on like a tour of like the southern states or the western states or like parts of where they're like, oh, we'll cut you a deal. It sounds fun. It's great, and then not enough people show up, and they're like, well, you didn't bring the people. I'm like, I I tweeted about it, but I don't live here. Like, what do you? (laughs) Of course I didn't. What? Right? (laughs) You didn't fly out a few days early to fly her around town. Yeah, it's just so. It's just it's just dehumanizing because no matter how mad you get at that person who shortchanged you hundreds of dollars you also feel pity for them right and you feel sadness for the entire scene and you go uh, what if, what if we all just never spoke of this on a podcast or anyway let's just let this die but then you can't because you think of it every time you talk about going on the road yeah every time someone offers every you someone, something. Yeah, yeah yeah now it haunts you like oh like I hate to be a dick, but um, you are the perfect example of horrible things that happen to people in my profession. <laughs> it's it's hate almost, to be a dick. Almost seems like uh, early on, just, like if that if he would have just been like, "Hey, here's the deal. Here's what I can offer you. It's not going to be much, but you get to play whatever." Like, right. You might have even done it still, Correct. but like just knowing, like Correct. being honest ahead of time. It's just the the promise and not payoff. It seems well because like. and, and then you feel bad because like oh well, they were like a fan. Sure. They were so pumped they wanted to give you that money. I th- like, <laughs> that's the thing. That I, I heard somebody once say, a promoter say, like, they, as a promoter, the, the skill you need to have to be a promoter is to be able to take a briefcase full of money, throw it in the street and walk away and never think about it again. Yeah. Like, you have to have the mentality that, like, I could lose my shirt tonight and that's fine. Tomorrow I could make money. Well, but just How many shows have you done where, like, you show up at the venue and, like, some dude says he gets to have dinner with you because he helped arrange the whole thing. Have you ever had that happen? No, I don't think that I seems stand up specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I bet they. I bet you guys get that a lot. Only, only a few. But, but like they'll be like a they'll be like a booking agent, basically, and you're just like, wait a minute, why are we having dinner right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's also like that's how I know. For, for the record, for the outside hearing somebody like what's what's the big deal about a dinner but when you're on the road like the every hour matters mm-hmm. like because you're yes. you're literally uh, you, gotta, you gotta like go through your budget and not spend it yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Your your money, but and your time. Like it's just you drove for probably four hours that mm-hmm. day to get to where you're going. You're exhausted. Like dinner is exhausting when you're like, I just want to sit and eat by myself, yeah. get my thoughts together, and then I'm going to perform. Yeah. Like it's exhausting. That's yeah. It's not cool. Not cool at all. Ugh. I don't know how I started getting angry about this for 45 minutes when this is a we, lovely podcast what, about. We, Try to get people on here and get them nice and angry. Oh man! Let's I'm sorry, asking about punk to get their to reach into their mm-hmm. anger genes. Let's talk about eggnog, the calm of angels. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone said what I've been thinking for years. Are you a Christmas guy? I love Christmas. Come on, I do. Get out of here. I'm a good old secular Christmas fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secular Christmas is pretty good, I suppose. Uh, are you uh, are you for for real an eggnog guy? Yes, <laughs> although I am lactose intolerant. So I, it's weird because like I never in, I'm a vegetarian too, not a vegan, but like I, so I'm like always it's gonna make my tummy poopy. But um, <laughs> do you guys eggnog? I just honestly, even in like the last year or so, I started to appreciate it a little bit. I never did. Really? I, I kind of just like assumed I didn't like it. I think really, and then I finally gave it a chance, and I, I was like, oh okay. I will right. say tastes nothing like eggs to me yeah and they, i think that was what that's a I big was, deterrent yeah yeah the name is off-putting oh yeah <laughs> it's gross if you want to drink liquid eggs you're an asshole <laughs> there's not there's not a good reason to do that <laughs> oh eggnog is it baked or something no it's liquidy it's, it's uncooked we made a spicy soup out of that egg <laughs> it's a dessert a dessert soup a cold, cold dessert a soup. cold gross uh i <laughs> With savory elements. Who likes cold egg soup for Christmas? <laughs> but it is so fucking good. I, I found I'm I also a vegetarian it. and I try not to do as much dairy just because my stomach also doesn't love it. Yeah. But there have been some really good uh, alternatives now. Are there d- decent vegan eggnog? Yeah. Every time I have vegan eggnog, I'm like, well, I can drink more of it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I It used to be terrible, but the, it's getting pretty good now, I got to say. Vegan? Are you getting tangled yeah. in my headphone cord? What's happening down here? That sounds right. I'm having yeah. to duck down because he's like <laughs> digging for truffles by my foot. <laughs> <laughs> he's a truffle dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like we never talk about Nog. I feel like Nog is one of the most divisive uh, pieces of Christmas for people. People yeah, hate sure. It. Well, it's it's one of the few um, edible things that is purely Christmas and not like a knockoff of Thanksgiving. You know what? You're right. You can get it before around Thanksgiving time, but it's not for Thanksgiving. Why is no. it a Christmas thing? I, I, like they, That's a good question. Christmas ends and they stop selling it. Yeah. They're done. But it's purely Christmas. Like you, You'll see like holly on the box. Or the yeah. Well, since we're Christmas all year long, as you know, we exclusively talk about Christmas on yeah. here. Uh, maybe we should start packaging our own brand of eggnog that we sell all year long. That's not a bad call. Oh, that's pretty dope. Year-round eggnog would be Feliz Navinog. Uh, well, now you get a cut. <laughs> it's like they say: the first one to name it wins. It's gonna have your picture on the box. It's a little caption that says. I love rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dan Telfer, and I think rules are rad. Uh, I do think, uh, yeah, eggnog is, is. I remember being a kid and just being like, why, now why is it stopping? Because like, it's a Christmas thing. But 
companies that could make yeah. money year round and just it's not chose like not pumpkin to. Pumpkin pie, where they just run out of pumpkins. Is that what happens? Yes, because they're they're like a, a fall harvest. Yeah, you literally harvest them in the fall, right? Yeah, Remember, but you run out of pumpkins. But like, can't? But there are all kinds of things that you can get canned all year round that are only grown. Well, that is times. because we are a consumer culture that is slowly destroying the earth. Thank you for if doing I can it. just step in for a second <laughs> and bum us all out. Here he goes again. Because you can go to Ralph's right now and get a pumpkin pie, but it's like made from frozen stuff or like that's what I'm saying. Like canned you, ingredients. You could get a, preservatives, some, some canned pumpkin, and get you a pie going. Yeah, but it's like chemical. Pie. Yeah, chemical pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like a Clorox pie. I'm not mm, against a chemical pie. I once wrote an article for Vice, uh, and I asked them not to publish it because it felt way too fake. About how uh, pumpkin spice lattes are just death. What do you mean? Like, I, and it, honestly, it, because they're so chemicals, there's like, like especially at Starbucks, it's just like, yeah, it's it, it's almost just like bleach and aluminum level, like <laughs> what you're drinking. That's not what's literally in it, but it's like so not pumpkin. And I wrote this article for Vice. I'd I'd, I'd written one other article for them, and I was like, you know what? This is just stupid. <laughs> and I literally emailed Vice. I was like, just, I, I'm not. I, I would want to do another pass at this, but let's not do. Let's just throw is, this in the garbage. Did you do like research for it and stuff? Yeah. So it was so there was actually a big craze. This is like 2013 or 14 or something of like anti pumpkin spice latte. And really? I, I was totally riding the wave, and then I, I think I've probably had like 20 or 30 pumpkin <laughs> spice lattes since then. Just stopped giving a shit. <laughs> is it unique to the pumpkin spice? Is it all of the ones like the gingerbread lattes and all those must all have the they same must. shit, right? I mean, I, I forget the research what it ended up coming, up, but it's all flavoring and cinnamon, basically. Yeah. Man, I, that stuff is, it just tastes great. It really does. But I, d- It is magical. It's so good. It's so bad. Like, I know calorie-wise, it's just crazy. Calorie-wise, it's crazy. You are ingesting things no organic being was meant to process through its cells. It's so, it's so crazy. Like, there's so many foods that you discover when you're a vegetarian. And you're like, why did I become a vegetarian? Where you're like, someone will be like, I bought veggie burgers at the store. And while they're puttering around the kitchen, you kind of look at the box for the veggie burgers. And it's it's like made of floor wax. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It, those things. Thank God things are getting better and better every year. How long have you been vegetarian? Since I was 16. Okay. Yeah. You've been, you were in it when it was hard to be vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. That shit was tough. I remember kids that were vegan that were touring. And it was mm-hmm. like, how the fuck? Oh my god, those straight edge '90s punk rock kids. Yeah, like my my buddies were like touring Ian McKay uh, <laughs> yeah. wannabes. Yeah, like in the '90s, going through like Omaha, trying to find something to oh, eat. Like, wow. what the fuck do you eat? They all just died of <laughs> anemia. I mean, they all yeah, they all just ate garbage food all the time. Cheese pizza. I mean, but even cheese is, yeah, yeah, the vegan thing is, like, vegetarians was even, like, being even vegetarian, vegetarian yeah. was tough. I always enjoyed, like, the vegetarians then going to, on tour to a non-English speaking country and then them trying to order, like, something and then trying to ask for no meat and the people are just so confused. Yeah, they're like, what do you mean no meat? Yeah, oh, you're, like, you're getting a hamburger with no meat. What? J- Japan was, is, like, still impossible to yeah. get, like, vegetarian. Is it? Yeah, it's, they, like, if you want no fish, it's really, really tough. You know what's really easy to be vegetarian is uh, the United Kingdom. Is it? Everyone talks about because they're so meat and starchy over there. That yeah. It's about, I mean, they'll give you some sideways glances, but the amount of Indian food that right. has made its way yeah. into the United That's Kingdom true. and its various bars and stuff, it's not that hard. That's true. You can yeah. get like a curry tart. They're <laughs> 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 all set. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you've ever been to, um, you know, you just go to a drugstore and they've, they've got... Indian food that's all of it's true they, no you're right yeah Indian food's big there New Indian Orleans big. also you'd think it would be really hard but yeah. because of uh, how serious 
they take the no meat for certain religious holidays thing. Oh, like you can get, yeah, like Lent and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. tons of vegetarian stuff down there that I'd never thought of. I, I, I mean, I was a vegetarian from like 16 till I was like 22 and then I, I will say sold out. And then I came, I ate chicken for like a year, got it, really fat and then stopped eating chicken. Yeah, I, it just, man, it fucks you me up. fat from chicken? Oh my God, I wouldn't stop eating it. <laughs> I have no like fried chicken? control. I would get like a pizza with like chicken on it mm. for like seven meals chi- a day. I don't think the chicken's to blame there. It helped. <laughs> <laughs> it helped. What do you get at Zanku? You said you went to Zanku. Oh, just a falafel. Oh, okay. and if you've never been to Zanku, uh, listener, uh, it is—it's so good. It's the McDonald's of Mediterranean food, though. Like it was the driest falafel. I ever oh, really? Had. I can't good. speak for the falafel, but as a chicken eater, that first is time some at delicious Zanku. chicken. First time at Zanku, and we used to order it at work all the time when I worked mm-hmm. it at midnight, and. Uh, Never would do it because it's got chicken in the title. I'm not going to order from it. <laughs> Man. Because I, I haven't, now I haven't eaten chicken in 18 years. So, like, the idea of it is not. Yeah, it's off putting. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, it, it's hard. For the record, this is the second time I said off putting. I think I've told you yes, on this yeah. show you that. of Christmas pudding? I literally for years thought off pudding was like something funny about that pudding. Something off about it <laughs> for years. I think I was in college when I heard off putting and heard it and realized love, it wasn't that. Off putting gets said so often that meant that Lil Todd yep. thought pudding was a much larger part of the human experience yes. than it really was. So just little, pudding never comes up. A little food hungry always Todd. <laughs> yeah, that shit was in my mind. Pudding came up a lot in my it's world. Like I didn't know what a falafel was until I was sixteen. But like, imagine being like four years old and just being like, "Man, everyone just talking about falafels all the time." <laughs> all these catchphrases with falafel wedged in there. Boy, that's off pudding. Must be bad. It's gross. That pudding is old or something. Something's off about it. That's that's what I thought for years. That's funny. So stupid. Uh, that was a dumb kid. <laughs> uh, Vegans are off-putting. I love the phrase, the Good proof point. is in the pudding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, see, there's reasons to believe that there are phrases about pudding. Uh, have you guys ever worked with Ted Leo? I, I, yeah. Do you know the best show on WFMU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to be on w- so there was this great moment in that show when it was on WFMU where Ted Leo wrote a song based on callers, like writing the lyrics together and like calling Tom Sharpling and like giving him various. Awesome. And uh, I'm trying to remember what the song is called. It's so good. It's fucking amazing. It's an amazing song about the apocalypse in like Brooklyn. Uh And uh, oh fuck, what is it called? Uh, Oh, the world is in the turlet. <laughs> if you can find that on YouTube, uh, not necessarily right now. You can if you uh, want to hear an uh, amazing Ted Leo song that's not on any of his albums. But uh, I, I would like to check that out. But yeah. um, at one point, um, Paul F. Tompkins called in and was really upset because he thought it was disgusting that they were making uh, Ted Leo say the word "turlet," which is like because <laughs> it's like a New Jerseyified like slang yeah. for the grossest thing ever. And he said, "What about instead of calling it?" The world is in the turlet. You call the whole song The Proof is in the Pudding. <laughs> and Tom Sharpling just like laughed it off and just was mm-hmm. like, ha, that's great. And then a couple more hours, of course, because this is a long show. Such like, a long show. Of writing a song. And you just kind of probably forgot about Paul F. Tompkins saying that, even though it was the fun, like one of the funniest parts. You hear him go into the third chorus 
And instead of saying, the world is in the turlet, the world is in the... He goes, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> it's so great. Did you listen to that a lot growing up? The best show? Yeah. Not really growing up. I was in my 20s when okay. I got really popular. Oh, yeah. But like, it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, someone told... It was really popular with stand-up comedians because of that... Um, sh- the Sharpling and Wooster thing. Uh, Worcester, sorry. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Rock, Rotten, Rule. Okay. Like, people were passing that around on fucking audio tape mm-hmm. for a long time. Like, comedians... I never got into it. I wish I had. I, I came to it way late. I think I missed when it was happening currently on WFMU, and I wish I had gotten into it. It was, I think it it was, was an amazing me. thing when like it sort of was at its crescendo on that station because you had like Paul F. and like John Hodgman and Amy Mann on Ted Leo like all just stopping by. So rad. Which is like, how are, how are all these people in New Jersey? It's just <laughs> unbelievable. What years are these? It, it, like, it goes through like 2005? I want to say, no, later than that. I want to say it was like, uh, it stopped in like 2013. Uh, okay. But it started in like 97 or 99. Oh, maybe. okay. Oh, I maybe. that early. I didn't know that. I, I, I mean, yeah. I my buddy Joe used to write on that some. I could be wrong. I don't know if it's a thing you write I remember on. Oh, writing Joe? Writing Joe. I freaked the fuck out when I found out, uh, or when I, I guess I didn't find it out. This was like a total piecing it together moment. John Worcester is in the song Stuart by the Dead Milkman. What? Did you not? The little Johnny Worcester kid. Really? Did I just m- melt your brain? Do yeah, you remember I had the no song idea. Stuart? No, not exactly, but I just, uh, the, the, kid, idea. the kid looking for the burrow owl is little Johnny Worcester. Holy shit. Yeah. That guy. A young John Worcester, I guess, was just like acquainted with the Dead Milkman. I looked it up at some point. But, that's nuts. Crazy. But I remember listening to that Dead Milkman song when I was like 12. Yeah, that's a, that's, yeah, I remember that, that record was real. And like, then to be like 28 time. and being like, wait a minute. That's nuts. Fucking this comedy dude from the Mountain Goats was the Dead Milkman dude from the, what the fuck? Is he, is he from New York? Is he from New York? Great he- question. I think he might be a North Carolina guy. Yeah, because he's he a Raleigh super guy. chunk, isn't super chunk? North yeah, Carolina? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's where my that's where Joe knows him from. That that's, would make sense. That yeah, that's so nuts. Those that yeah, that, that, that is, is like the small. one piece of music trivia that I will give you. <laughs> there you go. We now did you it. You got that in your brains. Merry Christmas. I can't wait to use that. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you. Well, on that note, unfortunately. I have to get out of here very soon, so we gotta oh, wrap no, this up. No time for the game, boo. Um, yeah, I don't know. We can do a, 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 a It's not so much a game, but it's just a. I did it to you last week. I'm gonna do it to Dan right now. First song in your head, no thought, go. Uh, uh Cannonball by the Breeders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I was hoping you're gonna sing it, but you know. I like. Oh, oh, right. oh, oh. <laughs> uh, it's it's fine. Oh. One year, <laughs> And then at Kim one point she goes, herself at one here. point she takes a swig of whiskey and just says something about a, liber- a libertine. I remember there was a libertine. I've never seen someone yell like that. And it looks so much like a cartoon in real life. Oh, I'm a when weirdo. When you just I yelled it, it looks, and it looked and sounded like a cartoon. That was amazing. Oh, wow. I, uh, <laughs> it was so funny. I'm pretty weird, Todd. I'm a real weirdo. That All that hanging out with Alfred E. Newman he's been doing. <laughs> Dan works at Mad Magazine. That's true. In case anyone did Senior know. editor. Yeah, so baby. What have they done? <laughs> <laughs> Horrible mistake. Upgrade. That's what they did. Yeah, that's You're what goddamn they did. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for doing this. I'm sorry that we have to wrap this up. Oh, so no suddenly. problem at all. I just, I got to record some other things for people. Um, Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> I am going to go to WonderCon now. 
Oh, is that this weekend? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I totally my friend Jen uh, is picking me up at like a Thai restaurant around the corner and we're going to go do a panel on Dungeons and Dragons. Awesome. Nice. That's awesome. And then tomorrow, Man I Magazine. Had no idea that was happening this weekend. Yeah. I would have gone maybe tomorrow. It is in Anaheim where That's no one wondering. normally wants to go. Yeah, yeah it's tough. That's a tough drive. I mean, you got your Disneyland, the... you got your uh, Great Wolf Lodge water slide park. That's right. Let me know if, they, uh, if uh, the soup Nazis, they're signing ladles again because he was there. The two times I've gone, he was there signing oh, ladles. Oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Oh. That's his best. That's yeah. his, oh, man. Did you know that he is actually the original keyboardist for No Doubt? Shut the fuck up. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, nerd Poker. Brian Posehn's Nerd Poker. It's me and a bunch of my funny friends playing Dungeons and Dragons. Awesome. And you want lots of people to tweet you about the rules and all that stuff? Please do. Yeah. I all really right. like practicing muting, <laughs> muting people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> De- deleting my Reddit account. Uh while uh, on the note of plugs, I'm going to remind people that uh, both Todd and myself are going to be uh, playing at Largo. Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, maybe my favorite place to perform. With uh, well, done it twice. We're going to be a part of um, the Andy Daly uh, podcast pilot project on April 2nd at Largo. We're going to oh, be playing man. some music with the uh, Super Ego Boys. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. It's really exciting. So it's going to be, I will gonna be, be fun Ireland, and terrifying. I would go. Oh, man. You can fly back. Yeah, you could. no, I will be an island. <laughs> no, 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 you could, you could get a, a no. It's not no, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk off air. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> <laughs> Already out the door. Bye. <laughs> no, you have to answer the Dave Clock question now. Oh, what's the Dave Clock question? Da- the Dave Clock question, as you know, his favorite two things are hockey and sandwiches. So much so, friend gave him a backpatch that says two banners: hockey and sandwiches. What would your two banners say? Lightsabers and hugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. they're not both Star Wars. I mean, I guess there's hugs and Star Wars. I made Wars. a new one for you. <laughs> All, right. All right. I like it. Well, we also have to ask you. It's our new thing. We finally realized we should be asking people. We'll close out with, what do you want for Christmas? Peace. Of pizza? No. Chicken? Chinese pizza? No. Which came first, the chicken? I didn't have a joke. I just milk? want peace. That's... Sorry that it ended so earnestly and honestly. No, you know what? Uh, there's a there's a march for our lives going on while we're recording this. I'll I'll end on some earnesty. Kids rule. Kids rule. Kids rule. Adults drool. For the first time, I respect children. <laughs> and you have children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you Thanks so much for doing this. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. We loved having you. And Todd. Go ahead and wrap this up the way you normally do. Sure. Cap, 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 cap. You look like a cartoon. It was <laughs> terrifying.